Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there. Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode number 57. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them, and I am stoked to have you join me today. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded, and I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. In this episode, Friends, we are celebrating all things trans and gender diverse in honour of Trans Day of Visibility, which was this week on March 31st. In particular, I want to talk about visibility because so often we hear this term and I think it's one that comes attached with a bit of stigma. It's almost like if you're trans or gender diverse, you're obligated to show up and advocate for the community. And this is definitely not the case. So you don't owe anyone your visibility and not not the TGD community and especially not cis people. (laughs) And regardless of where you're at or how you want to express yourself, you are flipping awesome. You are so valid and you don't have to be out there raising your voice for that to be the case. Just being you is perfect. See, visibility is pushed as this magical thing that we all need to be part of. And it seems to me that every TGD person is expected to be visible. Now, this can put a lot of pressure on someone who does not have the capacity to put themselves in any number of situations that may be emotionally exhausting, that may be dangerous. And while seeing others out there raising their voices and rocking their identities openly is hugely important and can help people feel less alone. It's just not for everyone. So today I want to look at ways that we can each show up and be visible for ourselves because I don't think it's really talked about enough. When we hear about visibility, it's all about showing up for others, to be seen for others or to be seen for the community. But what about us as individuals how do we show up for ourselves and what I mean by this is looking at ways that we can recognize our identities and where we are along that path of self-exploration and celebrate ourselves how how can we show up for ourselves in our lives what can we do to start to truly see and express who we really are and If we're hiding from ourselves, we can never truly show up for anyone else. Now, I get that for some people, they may not be able to openly express who they are for many reasons. But that is not a reason to hide from who we are inside. You can be outwardly visible as little as you like, but hiding from ourselves is is where things get hard. We can absolutely acknowledge and affirm who we are within ourselves without having to change our outside appearance. Now, I get that this may be an unpopular opinion. (laughs) If you disagree with me, that is okay. Because we all have our own experiences and lessons that we've learned in life. One of my biggest lessons when I first transitioned was that for me, 
the superficial changes I made, superficial being ones that are external for myself, like with my name change and with my body as I trained to change the shape of it, they didn't ever make me feel any more myself at all. And that was a hard lesson to learn because I had pinned my hopes on the external changes somehow fulfilling whatever needs I had churning away inside of me to have that recognition to be Bowie, to truly be Bowie. I thought I had to have that name on all of the official stuff. I thought I had to only be seeing that and introduce myself to that. And that just wasn't the case. What I realized was that I had to really learn to understand the way I saw myself to actually feel good about who I was. And once I did that, I could show up for myself. And when I could show up for myself, I could show up for others. So today, I want to dedicate this episode to how we can practice showing up for ourselves without shame, judgment, fear, or rejection. And it's really it's a little bit ironic because these are pretty much all the things that we ask others not to express towards us. Yet, we tend to express them towards ourselves. And the reason it is so important that we don't show up for ourselves in these ways is because there are a lot of ignorant folks out there with a whole bunch of opinions and what they think is truth doesn't make it truth. They're an opinion. It's an opinion. Opinion is not truth. <laughs> and they are in positions of privilege where they can impact our lives. And contrary to the stories that they flap on about, <laughs> where our identities are seemingly impacting their lives, and who knows how, all the ways that they rationalize that happening. But the way I see it is that the better we understand ourselves, the better we believe in who we are, the stronger it makes us and the more power it gives us as individuals. So when we show up for ourselves with care, with love, with compassion, we become stronger as individuals. Now, if you're someone who's accessing medical transition avenues, I know you may not think that you have all the power to fulfill your needs. Because, you know, there are people in positions who make these laws that do directly impact your life. And I acknowledge that. But I truly believe that the only way people can have power over us is if we let them because we give our power away to people when we let their actions harm us. Now, let's look at three things that you can do that can help you show up and be, be visible for you. Firstly, remember that you are not obligated to make anyone feel better about themselves. This could be by diminishing yourself or putting yourself down to appease family, partners, friends, shaming yourself for being who you are, acting or dressing in a way that you don't want to, or just not expressing yourself in your truest way. Secondly, you don't owe anyone an explanation for who you are. And really, this one is pretty self-explanatory. 
And it's just because some fluff knuckle out there tries to use Cordy Fingers science or God or facts <laughs> to tell you that you're wrong or that you don't actually know your own identity doesn't mean that you need to dignify that crap with a response at all. And thirdly, we're going to look at reminding ourselves that it is okay to not quite be where you may want to be and doing your best to care for yourself anyway. Because it doesn't change how trans or gender diverse you are or that you are worthy of love, kindness, compassion and care from yourself before others. Because <laughs> we, we can't expect to receive something that we can't give ourselves. So now that I've laid out our three little things that we're going to be looking at to help you show up and be more visible for you... Let's take a minute and look at how the plop, you can begin to make these things happen because it's all well and good for me to stand here and be like, here is a list of things. Just do this. In practice, it is not always that simple because our lives are complicated because things happen because we're all in different circumstances and things definitely don't always go the way we expect. So with all that in mind, let's look at some ways that you can begin to start approaching you and exploring you with a bit more care, a bit more love for you. So when it comes to making others feel better at the expense of ourselves, the most important thing that we can do to show up for ourselves is begin to explore and understand our own boundaries. Yes, I never got this. <laughs> when I first started learning about boundaries, it's just like, what are these things? And they are uncomfortable to express because they generally mean we're asking someone to do to stop doing something or to do something differently and that's awkward and it's not always well received. It's definitely not always well received. <laughs> but boundaries are so flippant important for us but also for the other people we engage with because we cannot respect someone else's boundaries if we do not have or we struggle to set our own. So we can't treat others with respect and care if we don't understand how to respect someone else's boundaries, if we can't respect our own boundaries either. Now, what's the proper boundaries? I'm only saying this thing. It's not, it's, not like, um, it's not like when you put up a wall against someone, it's not isolating yourself, it's not closing yourself off or shutting yourself off from others. Boundaries give us safety because what I've learned from Brene Brown. So I don't know if you ever heard of Brene Brown. She's just amazing uh, researcher over in the States. She talks a lot about boundaries, about connection, about shame. She's a pretty flippin' rad human. I've been following her for a while now, learned a bunch of stuff. Uh, if you haven't heard of her before, I can highly recommend looking up her stuff. But what I've learned from her is that... Boundaries are what tells someone else what's okay and what's not okay. So if we have boundaries, we understand within ourselves what is what we feel is okay and what is not okay, and then we can express that to someone else what is and is not okay with us. Now, I don't express it 
uh, or explain it the best way uh, or the clearest way. But uh, what I'm going to do is link to a little video on YouTube of Brene sharing about boundaries. I'm going to put them in the show notes. The video goes for about five and a half minutes. It's an excellent one to watch if you really want to kind of get a better idea of what the plop I'm talking about <laughs> when it comes to boundaries. I would recommend checking it out or you can just go to YouTube and look up boundaries with Brene Brown. Seriously, five and a half minute video changed my whole way of thinking, blew my mind. (laughs) Because as I said, what Brene says, and it makes boundaries so simple to understand is that they tell someone what's okay and what's not okay. It's really that simple. And it's so important when it comes to how we can then conduct ourselves in all the areas of our lives. Because if we can have an understanding within ourselves of what we feel is okay and not okay for us, we can do better at practicing things that are better for us, that are better for us emotionally, that are better for us physically, that are better for us just in general with our well-being. And How right is that? Uh, Boundaries lead to respect for ourselves, but also respect for others. And without boundaries, we end up being resentful towards other people because we may always feel like someone's always doing something that pisses us off, that is frustrating, that is intentionally just difficult. But that can be because we don't have an understanding of how to express our own boundaries in a certain situation. And it can take time. It's not going to be easy. Setting boundaries is awkward and it does take practice. (laughs) So to begin with, it may be tricky even figuring out what are our boundaries. So start small. Think about something that may cause you to feel challenged. Maybe not something that's like super emotionally draining to start with. For example, for myself, a boundary I have, it took me a long time to realize it. But a boundary I have is that when I am training, if I'm in our training studio and I'm doing my own session for me to support my body, to support my mental health, I don't like general chit chat. I don't like to be chatting. I don't like to be socializing while I'm training. For me, it's something that it's really important that all of my focus and attention can be on the practice that I'm doing. I think it's kind of meditative for me. So when it comes to training, I don't want to be socializing. I don't really want to be chatting too much. I don't want people hanging about me in the studio if they're not also training. And it took me a long time to realize that this was a boundary. And I I had the realization because if someone was in the studio with me, if they were trying to chat about stuff or if they were just hanging about, I would start to get really frustrated and annoyed and just having thoughts of us like, why are you even here? Like just you're annoying and <laughs> just not necessarily nice thoughts, but it was really challenging for me. And I realized it's because this is a boundary I had. This was a time when I needed space for me. I wanted my attention to be focused on a particular thing because that was beneficial to me. And when I was finally able to realize that and express it, it was really a really positive thing, not just for myself, but for the people around me who were engaging with me while I was feeling frustrated. Because it doesn't feel nice when you're hanging about someone and they're directing frustration at you. That's not nice. It's not a nice circumstance for anyone involved. So having that realization and being able to say, if I'm training, please don't come into the studio to chat. You can come in to train. 
perfect, that's fine, but I'm not here to socialize. I'm not here to chat about things. I'm not here to play about. When I'm training, I just want to train and that's where I want my focus to be. And that made a big difference in my life and in the life of everyone who was around me while I'm training because they had an understanding of how they could respect a need that I have and I was able to express a need that I had and changed my life. (laughs) But it took a long, long time to realize that this was a boundary and it would continually get crossed and I would continually get frustrated. So start by finding something that you maybe feel is a little bit challenging for you but instead of just falling into that trap of responding to the emotion that you're feeling ask yourself why you're feeling that emotion that is how we learn our boundaries for myself I had to be like why am I getting frustrated what is it what do I actually want right now because once I found out what I wanted and what my needs were I was then able to verbalize it was like I just don't want to be talking right now And it's okay for me to express that. It was amazing. (laughs) So it takes a lot of reflection. This is why it's not easy. This is why it's not always quick either because you don't always have awareness of this. Sometimes it's easy to just fall into that emotion. And that is challenging. And especially if it's a habit where we fall into that particular emotional response. So take your time. But if you're finding you have one thing, maybe you have one thing that stands out continually that comes up for you. And that's something that you can start with. Be like, hmm, why do I always feel this particular emotion, these particular feelings when I'm in this circumstance? And just build from there. Now, our second point focused on the fact that you don't owe anyone an explanation for your identity. And that's not going to stop people expecting one. (laughs) because that's what they do it's such a common thing to have happen when people from the general population interact with someone who is from a minority population and in this case tgd folks with cis people (laughs) it seems to me that privilege gives people a sense of entitlement and not just entitlement but a view that because they conform to a majority of the population that they somehow know more than folks from a minority population or their their experiences are quote you think is right because (laughs) most people blah 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 insert stupid explanation here (laughs) and it just really shows up when cis folks start telling tgd folks how they're wrong about their own identities i seriously (laughs) i seriously have heard some of the most illogical, ridiculous, and ignorant comments that I've ever heard from cis folks. I'm calling it cis-splaining gender identity to trans and gender diverse people because, you know, cis people apparently know so much about gender identity. They read they read things. They know science and facts because they lack awareness in their own everyday life of the fact that they have a gender identity. But, oh, my gosh, aren't they experts about it when they confront someone who is trans or gender diverse? <sighs> now... I know it is hard not to comment back or not to lash out or get upset (laughs) because the stuff they say, it's upsetting, it's infuriating and it's insulting, so insulting. (laughs) And it's often made more so because these people do it in this like self-indulgent and condescending way as well. It's like, (laughs) excuse me, excuse me, person who says that I'm binary actually you're wrong 
because there's actually only two genders. Oh, ho, ho, don't you know? Let me explain gender to you, silly person. It's like, no, just shh, bit more shush. <laughs> a little bit more shush there, friend. <laughs> but it's that kind of mentality that it's like, you don't know you. You're wrong. When the only reasons that cis people know about gender identity or have awareness that they themselves have one is because of the fact that trans and gender diverse people are over here saying, I don't believe in the shit that you're saying. I don't want to conform to your standards just because everyone does. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, I find it most infuriating, and I'm not sure I'm probably not the only person this, when it is done anonymously over social media, which I think is just the most cowardly way to do it as well. They hide behind distance and and anonymity. I think that's the way. Yes, <laughs> to just say nasty stuff. But at the end of the day, they're just not worth getting upset about. They can only have power over us if we let them. And this is a good time to remember those boundaries. Here is a perfect time to express a boundary. A boundary in that you can set one for yourself that I will not interact with people when they are just talking shit just for a reaction because you don't have to buy into that. Just take a moment and step away. This is not an argument worth having because these people don't want their minds changed. They just want to stir shit. <laughs> they want to make others hurt often because they themselves hurt and it's really freaking easy for them to punch down. That's what this comes down to so much of the time. Who's an easy target? Well, I'll, I'll victimize them because then don't I feel better about myself for the three seconds before I go back to my miserable life where shit's not okay for me. But if I think about how I can make someone else life shit, well, isn't my life that much better? Now, this is the attitude. So don't buy into that because this is just stuff that comes from people who are just people who are hurt, caught in trauma, and they just don't know any better. Seriously. If these folks have to go target a minority group on the socials to feel like valid in themselves, <laughs> they got some shit going on. <laughs> it's so easy to see that everything they say is this, this massive reflection of their own issues of self-worth and unprocessed trauma because that's what happens when hurt people hurt people. Not that it just excuses them. It doesn't. Like it's not, it's not hard to be a decent human being and just shut the fuck up if you don't know shit about stuff. But that doesn't stop people from lashing out. And that's the really important thing to keep in mind here. So looking out for you is vital in these circumstances. There's a lot of people out there talking shit and it's easy to get caught up in that and it can make your life feel miserable. It can make everything feel like a fight, like a struggle, but it doesn't have to. You are better than resorting to a shouting match with a stranger. Just remember that in these moments, you are valid doesn't matter what anyone else says. You are valid. And if you're feeling caught out by something you've seen or heard from someone else, maybe a good thing to do is go and connect with some wonderful TGD humans on the socials or in real life that do support you or that will validate your experience or share a similar experience because it's easy to think you're alone in those circumstances, but you are not. Find those people in those cases where you can get that support. Thirdly, and our last point is coming to a place where you're okay with who you are, regardless of where you're at in your process to becoming your true self. Now, <laughs> I know that this is a hard one. And being okay with yourself when you don't feel good in your body is just hard. 
So many of us have been there and so many of us are still there. That's okay. The the way we feel about ourselves and how we present, it can be crippling. But it's okay to have these feelings. That's okay. But just because you're currently where you are now and it's not where you want to be, it doesn't mean that's the end point because it's not where you're always going to be. Nothing is set in stone. Where you are now is not necessarily going to where you're going to be in a year or two years or five years. So managing yourself in these times when it is hard and understanding that this, this is not permanent, it doesn't have to be a permanent thing, is really important. And because you're not always going to be in a situation, it means that you can make that change. It is completely possible for you to make the things happen that you want to happen. And when we truly, truly want something, we find those ways. And that may not be easy. I'm not saying this is going to be an easy thing or that you're just going to go have a nice, you know, linear path there. That is not true. It's not probably not going to be like that. Why is life ever like that for many of us? It's not. It's just not. Most of us don't don't have that privilege. But even if it takes ages to get you where you want to be, finding the ways that you can feel good about you, where you are now, and all at all those moments along the way can make everything just that little bit better. So you don't you don't have to love where you're at or even like, but even coming to a point where you're feeling neutral about where you may be right now is great compared to hating it. <laughs> now I know it's not easy because our relationships with ourselves are complex and it's influenced so much by the trauma that we've experienced in our lives and what we're processing and what we haven't processed and it shows up in so many ways for us. But it is such an important thing when it comes to showing up and caring for ourselves because just because we aren't where we want to be right now doesn't mean we throw everything out and be like, well, fuck it. I'm not where I want to be, so I'm not going to take care of me because this is not where I want to be. That doesn't make sense because if we eventually want to get where we want to be, we've got to take care of ourselves along the way to get there so that we can get there. If we're not caring for ourselves now, how can we possibly reach that future point? That is what is so important here. You've got to show up for yourself every day to reach that point where you want to get to. So it means being kind to yourself, being compassionate with yourself and just reminding yourself in these moments that you can reach that goal but you can't get there if you're not looking out for you. You've got to look out for yourself before and you can ask anyone to look out for you before you can look out for anyone else. You've got to look out for yourself which means taking care of you even when you're not feeling where you want to be. It's especially important when we already have so many random people out there spilling hate on us, like adding our own voices to the harm that is being caused towards us by putting ourselves down, by looking at ourselves negatively, by treating ourselves poorly. That that doesn't that doesn't help situation. It's no different from anyone out else out there who's already putting that harm on us. Why would we want to side with them? We've got to side with us. <laughs> and when it comes down to it, allowing yourself to see your true self is the most important thing. And you do that by backing yourself. And I know I've said that before, but you've got to back yourself. Because when it comes down to it, allowing yourself to see your true self is the most important things. We are not our bodies. We are not our labels. 
We are not defined by others. What we are defined by is the way we treat ourselves and how that reflects outwardly into the world by the way that we treat others. Now, <laughs> I get that all of us may be a little confronting and that's okay. You don't have to go rushing out and doing all of these things. Just taking the steps to begin to reflect on these things that I've spoken about is excellent. It all starts with thinking about a thing. Before you can get anywhere, you've got to think about it and you've got to process it. So that's okay. Because the more we can begin to find ways to process our experiences, the better we can understand ourselves. And that is what this all comes down to, is, is understanding ourselves so we can express our true selves and acknowledge our true selves without fear, without shame, without any sort of negativity towards ourselves. That is like the ultimate goal, right? I mean, that's hard. We all have those we all have those times where we're not nice to ourselves. But <laughs> we can change that. And our actions and how we show up for ourselves are so important because how we show up for ourselves influences how we can show up for others. And I think the most important place to start is by learning about boundaries. We cannot do any of the other things I've talked about today if we don't have clear boundaries and understandings of how we need to keep ourselves safe by sharing what does and does not work for us. So important. If there's one thing you take away from today, it's going and watching that Brené Brown video on boundaries and starting there. <laughs> so let's look at what we've touched on today. This week's episode has been in honor of Trans Day visibility and how we can show up for ourselves, which in turn helps us show up for others. We've had a little explore of the importance of boundaries and how they allow us to tell others what is okay and what isn't okay. Then we looked at why you don't need to explain yourself or your identity to others. Because at the end of the day, your identity is not up for debate. It doesn't matter what anyone else says about who you are or how you identify. They cannot change it. Their opinion cannot change your identity. And finally, we've touched on how important it is to find ways to be understanding of where you are right now in your transition even if it's not where you want to be long-term because we can't get to those long-term goals if we don't look after ourselves right now. And that is only your responsibility to look after you right now in the best ways that you can. Now you can find all of these details in the show notes. If you are enjoying the show, if you enjoyed this episode or there's another one that you think is great, I would love it if you shared it with someone who you think could also get some benefit from having a listen. If you have any questions about this episode or you'd like to learn about how we may be able to support you, then you can go to our website, www.fearlessmovement.co and send us a message. You can also check out our free trial and our other good stuff that we have there. We have training programs, we have free exercise videos. It's all there, friend. Go and check it out. <laughs> if you don't want to go to our website, you can find us on the socials by going to Facebook and looking up Fearless Movement Collective. Or you can go to Instagram, which is where we are most active by going to non-gender fitness at the handle non underscore gendered underscore fitness or me, Bowie, as the dot no dot t dot mb. Yes, you can message us there. If you don't follow us, go follow us. It's where all the good stuff happens. And until next week, friend, remember, you are you. There is not a thing that anyone else can say or do that can change that. 
So do your best to find ways to love yourself because that is what gives us our power. Have a right as day back.